Welcome to Surrender on the Trail. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? Psalm 11, 1. Chapter 1. May 13, 2016. 9 a.m. I have agreed to go on an Appalachian Trail section hike May 31st through June 4th. Sounds simple enough. Take long walks, camp overnight, repeat four to five times, then go home. How hard could that be? But I am 44 years old, overweight, stressed out because life is not going as planned or hoped or dreamed. And I have never gone pee or poo in the woods. Never. Not once. I am in research mode to prepare for the hike. So far, I read that an Appalachian Trail hiker carries 30 to 40 pounds of equipment on their back. I already have that much extra fat in that I carry around my waist and hips every single day. Is it possible that I can carry more than my own fat for nearly a week in the woods? Neither friends nor family would describe me as an outdoor person. Once upon a time, I was a Cub Scout Den mom for eight years for our two sons. I did not lead the outdoor activities. I outsourced what I did not want to do or what I had no clue how to do. I asked other outdoorsy type parents to lead lessons that involved sweat or trails or fire or bugs, fishing, snakes. Yeah, pretty much anything having to do with outside was outsourced. I was great at sending emails, keeping a schedule, carpooling, and leading a craft or two. I rocked soap carving and enjoyed taking six to ten young kids to new places. Guess it is my turn to take a field trip. Yet this is exactly the kind of field trip I would have avoided as a den mom. Cub Scout days are long gone. I hold on to contact information and scout files as if we could start back up anytime. I have a plastic bin filled with Pinewood Derby car race supplies. Each year, I think I will donate them to some younger mother, but have not gotten around to it. There are extra car decals, paint, weights, glue, officially licensed Boy Scout of America wheels, a scale, and graphite powder, which I am not sure is legal in the BSA rules, but everyone used it on race day anyway. Our children are on the cusp of being grown physically. I am five foot 10. In the last year, both sons have become over six feet tall. Somehow, I am now the shortest person in family pictures. Jacob turned 18 years old a couple weeks ago. He graduated high school last summer at 17 because he was determined to serve as soon as possible in the United States Air Force. He wanted to clear his path to depart months ago, but the weight game has been challenging. We have taken no less than five trips to a military entrance processing station two hours from our home. 
For months, I've run back and forth to schools and doctors, getting letters and documents together. Jacob finally has a date for basic military training coming up May 24. I feel sick and stressed inside. Is Jacob really ready to be an adult? He is by far the child I've worked the hardest to support and coach along the way. My shy boy is becoming an adventurous man. What scares me most is his propensity to learn the hard way as a rule. When he was little, the moment after I told him not to touch the hot stove, he proceeded to lay his hand flat on the burner. I am shocked by his no fear and eagerness to leave so soon. Older and wiser friends who have already been through this say I should be proud that he has the confidence to go. I try. Last month, Jacob had an emergency appendectomy. When he was recovering post-surgery, I considered it a privilege to stay overnight in the hospital with him. I stared at his sleeping face as the rain poured outside and the parking lot lights gently shone into his room. What a bookend moment it was. I thought about how the very same month, 18 years prior, I stared at him for hours overnight in a plastic crib after he was born in the same hospital. Now he is departing soon for Texas and who knows where in the world after that. He is brave. Then there is Ben, just Ben. He is our youngest, 14 years old. His real name is Benjamin, but he announced after coming home from kindergarten years ago that he is no longer the full name of Benjamin. With the small hand cutting motion, he stated, I am Ben, just Ben, from now on. This guy, once the cuddliest child ever, is close to six foot two and begins high school this year. High school? Wow. One minute you're trying to keep the calendar straight for school-aged children, the next minute you grieve them leaving home. I am a risk taker of sorts, but now it is our kids' turn to take risks. No matter that them leaving is completely normal and healthy, it hurts. Down deep in my stomach and soul, there is a grinding and twisting that I feel these days. I must figure out how to work through the tears of this life transition. It does not help that other parts of my life are unstable. I run a tiny nonprofit with seven staff members. We teach positive coping and life skills to children in grades K through 12 and for parents of preschoolers. Beginning a small organization means I wear a lot of hats. The pay is not great and sometimes the boss, AKA me, simply does not get paid. My reward is seeing children who once struggled in the classroom, then learn new strategies and succeed. It is hard to imagine doing anything else because I love what we do so much. With new skills and knowledge, people can make better choices and in some cases break negative cycles that have been passed down for generations. The desire to build the nonprofit began in 2005. I thought I heard clearly from God that this was what I was supposed to do. I was confident that if God put the dream in my heart, then he would provide. Yet, as some of my students say about other things, the struggle is real. I adore my staff. I'm so proud of the work they do. Most of them have spouses who are the main breadwinners. They do not seem to feel the same pain that I do 
trying to cover the mortgage and decide whether to buy groceries or pay the gas and electric bill. My husband, Paul, is loving, caring spouse and father, but striving to make a good salary has never been an actionable priority for him. We have been married 23 years. He agreed that he would seek a better job or salary when I left the corporate world and took on the nonprofit, but to date, the steps necessary to improve his pay have not happened. No matter how much I say I believe in him, he will not believe in himself. He is an intelligent person. I admire his brain, but he is plagued with self-doubt, a touch of OCD and depression, in my unprofessional opinion, of course. Basically, I'm married to Eeyore. Loyal and lovable, lack of growth mindset Eeyore. Worse, his body is failing. He is tired all the time. I am not the type of spouse that would say, get off the couch, but I am thinking it. Especially due to finances, something must give. I am not sure what. In addition to nonprofit workshops, marketing, administrative duties, taxes, payroll, school activities, orthodontist appointments, plays, proms, sports, home duties like cleaning, oil changes, laundry, grocery shopping, etc., I also have a side retail job. I wish the retail money helped more than it does. I barely notice the tiny additional funds. But I do notice how much my feet hurt, my brain feels squeezed. Too much. This is all too much. Flashback, April 5, 2016. I am in between school day workshops and an evening parent workshop. I receive a text. Joanne, she says, would you like to meet at the pub restaurant? I have a little time before a gig nearby. Heck yes, I do. I love Joanne. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. Joanne is a high school social worker. We collaborate from time to time on projects and how best to serve students. Joanne is five foot two. She is 17 years older than me, but in much better shape. She runs marathons in any 5K event she wants to around the city. We connect well spiritually. We laugh every time we're together. In the last few years, we call each other soul sis. Like me, she grew up in an environment with a functioning alcoholic father and a hardworking mother. I sense we both work in the urban Appalachian town where we do because it's a lot like coming home for both of us. The culture is familiar. We get the unwritten rules and culture. I arrive at the pub. Joanne has already portioned out half of her pot roast and mashed potatoes dinner onto a side plate for me. One, yum. Two, this is a good habit I've seen her do with food. She is a half eater. I am a eat the whole plate and may I have some more eater. I ask, what's your gig tonight? A compass reading class over at REI, she says. That does not sound like social work continuing education to me. Tell me more, I smile. I'm starting my AT adventure this summer, she announces proudly. I have no idea what REI is either, but I start with, what does AT stand for? Appalachian Trail, she says. Oh, I love to hike. I have never heard of the AT. How long is it? The whole AT goes from Maine to Georgia. 
Wow, how in the world? She reads my face. Oh, honey, I'm not hiking the whole thing this year, she laughs. I'm doing a section hike as a recon mission to see if I can handle it. Then I might do more sections each year until I complete it. I have been planning and plotting this adventure since September. I have taken classes to prepare, too. Is there anything Joanne can't handle, I think? Seriously. Who is going with you, I ask. When are you going? And more questions, all the while thinking maybe she should ask me if I want to go. I do not dare interject that idea. Clearly, this is her thing. She has a plan. Look at me. I feel the pinch of my two tight pants. I would not be a good hiking partner. I would literally weigh her down. But the thought of going sounds amazing. My mind wanders. This could be the escape I need to be me. Just me for a week. I could be challenged away from my normal struggles. Lately, I feel an ugly angry inside. On the outside, most people may think all is well with our family, but the reality is painful. We live in a nice house that we no longer can afford. Our slow pay credit score makes me feel trapped. Moving is expensive. We have old cars that break down constantly. We are blessed with two amazing kids who each wear one pair of shoes for a year straight. Our water has been turned off a couple times and the boys knew when I rushed to scramble to get it turned back on. Joanne interrupts my thoughts. Would you ever be interested in hiking sometime? I look at her, my head tilts. Yes, if the opportunity comes up. Maybe after your recon mission success, then we can plan a different section hike sometime. Let me know how it goes. Flash forward to May 3rd, 2016, 7 o'clock a.m. I'm driving to work. The cell phone rings. It's Joanne. I put her on speaker. She says, crazy idea. Do not feel like you have to answer right now. Sleep on it at least one night. I'm listening. My friend who was supposed to be on the AT hike with me hurt her back. There is no way she can carry the backpack required. So she can't go. There is something about the way Joanne lovingly pronounces A.T. that I adore. She continues. Would you like to go on the trip? I have a mini camp stove and a bear bag already. I can text you a pic of our hiking plan so you'll know where we'll be going. She trails off, pun intended. Meanwhile, I am thinking, what the heck? is a bear bag 